0: One of the things that we wanted to be able to provide you with is access to information, resources about what's happening in Northeast Florida as we prepare for what's likely to become a surge or a wave or whatever other um, description you would want to use of cases of coronavirus in Northeast Florida. We already have seen more than 200 confirmed cases and sadly 11 deaths so far. Throughout Northeast Florida. We've heard from uh, Governor Ron DeSantis who said that uh, both of those cruise ships will be allowed to dock and there will be multiple steps being taken to repatriate the Floridians, including some from Jacksonville in the Northeast Florida area, uh, but also uh, people from other countries will be transported and they won't go through the airports. We heard from Clark Howard and some of the helpful advice about what to do if you have lost your job uh, or are on the verge of potentially losing your job. We're joined now by a couple of our colleagues uh, within uh, Ascension St. Vincent Dr. Jeff Matheson is uh, Chief Medical Officer at Ascension St. Vincent's, and Tom Van Osdall, the President and CEO of Ascension Florida and Gulf Coast, which includes Ascension St. Vincent's. I I wanted to start with the the most compelling image that I saw of the day, and it came from your offices a little bit ago, and it was about the the partnership that you all have with ReThreaded, which is a really cool story in and of itself of a local organization and four local credit unions, as you all are providing. Providing masks for caregivers. How did that idea kind of get off the ground? Either one of you if you want to mention it.
1: That was a That is a beautiful partnership, Rich. This is Tom Van Osdall on, on every level. So it was a conversation with us and with those two organizations. Um, we're actually using the wrap for our surgical instrument packs, providing that to rethreaded. They are doing the expert sewing on those and uh, ViStar has, is helping to, to compensate for the labor. So it's this this beautiful three-way partnership and coming together of the the broader community to protect the caregivers in this critical time. I I could not be more grateful for both of those organizations.
0: Dr. Matheson, I wonder, are you short on supplies, or is this really just an effort to try to stock up to the best of your ability for what may be coming in the next several weeks?
2: Uh, This is an effort to try and stock up. We are okay on our uh, supplies and equipment.
0: Uh, Have you had all orders uh, fulfilled so far? We heard from Duval County Emergency Preparedness earlier this morning on Jacksonville's Morning News. Steve Woodard saying that uh, a majority uh, of all of the facilities have received uh, what they had uh, um, uh, tried to get over the recent weeks. uh, And there was another uh, shipment that was expected to arrive. I think he even said today, have you found any shortages? Have you been able to stock up to the best of your ability so far on the PPEs?
1: We are staying ahead. We, um, we were getting our regular allocations. The issue was that our, our burn rate or the, the rate at which we were utilizing the PPE was accelerating over, over the norm for sure. But this is where we are really advantaged by being part of Ascension, a broad national system with a really robust group purchasing organization. And they've been able to source multiple new pipelines for PPE and keep us ahead of the curve.
0: How many uh, coronavirus cases are you treating now? So across our
1: hospitals, we've got uh, 17 positive patients that are with us and hospitalized. But there are many, many more that have been tested and are actually um, self-isolating at home and and being treated at home and not needing hospitalization. So uh, the number is much bigger than the patients that are with us in-house at present.
0: And what do you see coming over the next couple of weeks? Your colleagues at UF Health Jacksonville are looking at kind of a May as being the peak of a surge locally. Do you see the same thing based on the modeling?
2: we 're all looking
1: at some similar models, and there are multiple models and methodologies out there right now. They may actually even be, um, even be peaking a bit in advance of that early May time frame in in the, uh, the around the seventeenth, eighteenth nineteenth twentieth of April with with again that that, that bell shaped curve certainly extending into the May time frame.
0: What kind of preparations are happening at Ascension St. Vincent 's in Jacksonville? to, I guess in a worst-case scenario, you know, the image that you see on a lot of the TV networks and if you read some of the major publications like Washington Post, New York Times, you see some of the hospitals in New York City and the tents that have been set up. I mean, are you preparing in that sort of a posture?
1: That's a great question. So right now we are working to maximize capacity uh, and be able to flex and surge up to care for as many patients as safe and as possible inside the walls of our current facilities, we have all of the infrastructure, all of the medical gases, all of the access to both the the equipment and the resources and the personnel that are needed inside the hospital. So the first line of defense would be to flex up and manage as many patients inside the walls of our institutions as possible. But we are exploring alternative care sites to be able to support uh, should should we reach a peak that exceeded our capacity inside our campuses.
0: And is that a, does that include the federal uh, medical site that would be at the Prime Osborne Convention Center, or is it uh, maybe non-traditionals that haven't even been publicized yet?
1: Yeah, good question. So the answer is both. Uh, the site that would be potentially the federal uh, field hospital that would be potentially set up at the Prime Osborne certainly is another option, and we are exploring other options beyond that.
0: Speaking with Tom Van the president and CEO of Ascension Florida and Gulf Coast, which includes Ascension St. Vincent's, the chief medical officer at Ascension St. Vincent's is Dr. Jeff Matheson. Uh, as we were speaking again earlier this morning with uh, your colleague from UF Health, he said it's kind of the calm before the storm. And I just kind of wonder what the mood is uh, among the frontline workers, the doctors, the nurses, all the support staff. Uh, is it kind of that anticipation for what's still to come? Or can you kind of assess for us what's happening through the halls there?
1: Yeah, that's great. I appreciate that very much, and I could not be more proud of our entire team. The esprit de corps is high. That uh, that sort of calm before the storm is an accurate characterization, and I would I would echo my colleague at UF. Um, but uh, you know, I, I've been rounding regularly throughout the halls. The spirits are high. People are extraordinarily devoted to our patients and to their work. Uh, our staffing is very strong. We have no issues with staffing. Staff are here, ready to go, and we're right now. We're we're working to rotate them and give them some breaks and some rest now because we do anticipate a higher workload demand forthcoming And i'll, I'll maybe ask uh, dr matheson to speak to the sort of
2: the, the position and the disposition of our medical staff thanks tom uh... our medical staff uh... Is, is really in lockstep with all of the other associates that tom spoke uh, about uh... they are in a, in in great spirits They are really collaborating with us to uh, really help to ramp up and to be part of the active planning on how we will handle the surge, uh, and they're taking excellent care of the patients that uh, we currently have within our walls.
0: Other than maybe elective surgeries that have been postponed, uh, are you still treating the average daily basis sort of uh, cases? And I guess it leads to the question of, if I feel like I may need uh, to visit an ER, can I still actually uh, be transported to Ascension St. Vincent?
1: Absolutely you can, yes. we, you know, So so overall volumes that at I would um, purport at, at all of the hospitals locally are down somewhat because if you have something that can wait or you don't need hospitalization, uh, folks are staying away. They're seeking alternative sites of care. They're using, for instance, like uh, St. Vincent's uh, On Demand, the, the online care service that we have. So um, folks are finding alternative means of, of getting access to the care they need. But if you are... Uh, you have a serious condition, you are very concerned, you think you have something emergent, you have chest pain, you have other things that, that need care now, our doors are open, and you can come in and you'll be safe uh, in, in the environment.
0: You all were the first to uh, start the drive-up testing. Uh, how many tests have been performed? Are you still doing that, and how, what's the capacity there?
1: Uh, we've, we've tested over 700 individuals, yeah, and I, I appreciate you asking that question as well. So we have swabbed over 700 individuals, there have been several thousand that have uh, gone through the screening process, and that's part of, part of what's important is you go through the screening process. If you don't have symptoms or criteria to be tested, then you're not referred for testing. But we've had 700-plus that have come through and been tested. We're starting to get those tests turned around uh, even more quickly. Um, and, and we do have capacity, so I understand that the, the sites downtown are – are very, very busy. And we actually do have capacity at Southside. So if you don't want to wait in as long a line, uh, we, we're open 8 to 12 every day for you. Hey. And that number, is, yeah. that number is 833-981-0712.
0: Say it one more time for us, please. Of course. 833-981-0712. So with those number of tests, what's the turnaround been like in terms of days? We've had some aggravation, and everyone is. I mean, you want to be able to know, like right now, we don't have the rapid tests necessarily rolled out throughout the state where we could be into the 45 minutes or a day or two, but are you starting to see an increase in the turnaround time on the results of those tests?
1: We're actually seeing an improvement in the results, an acceleration of the results of the turnaround. So for inpatient cases, those are turned around within 24 hours for outpatient cases. And, and again, I do appreciate you, you asking because there has been some frustration around the turnaround time. And we're at the mercy of the reference labs that run those tests. We don't run those uh, here in, in Florida. They're, they're sent to uh, reference labs either on the east or west coast. And so the turnaround time has been anywhere between four days and sometimes as much as 12 days. And that's not what anybody wants. That's a long time to wait. Uh, but again, it's not been uh, owing to any any process here at St. Vincent's. That's, that's us being at the, the mercy of the turnaround time of the reference labs. Having said all that, we've worked with um, a particular re- reference lab and are now starting to get tests turned around consistently in approximately four days.
0: As you see things from the medical side of it, and it's, it's not necessarily a political thing as much, but when you see decisions made by the governor and the mayor in this state now of Florida going into this safer-in-place uh, posture beginning at midnight tonight, does that give you a little bit of relief that you know a, we're all in this as a state now to try to uh, slow the spread and flatten the curve, as we've heard so many times? Do you, do you view it that way? Do you wish that we could go even further, or are we taking the right steps?
1: we're taking the right steps. We 100% support measures to keep individuals uh, from coming in contact with others, to keep folks at home uh, unless they have a very specific need to be out. That is the safest way. Staying away from one another, keeping the virus away from other individuals is the safest way that we can work together uh, to flatten the curve and shorten the duration of this journey that we all wish would be over very soon.
0: Yeah, I think we do, Dr. Matheson. I appreciate your time and value, the work on the front lines. Any closing message you want to pass along to the community?
2: Uh, I, I just would echo what Tom said and just understand that you really do need to stay at home if if you possibly can and, and not interact and give the virus an opportunity to move because the virus itself doesn't move. It moves through people. If people don't move, the virus is done.
1: And Rich, if I may, I'd just like to take one last opportunity to say a heartfelt thanks to all of our caregivers, all of our support personnel, everyone who is heroically here, uh, devoted to providing excellent, safe care, doing an incredible job at a very difficult time. They are true healthcare heroes.
0: Absolutely, and everyone who supports them as well. There's so many people who are throwing a lot of effort into this, Dr. Jeff Matheson and Tom Van Osdall, both with uh, Ascension St. Vincent, certainly do appreciate your time and uh, value the time that you took out to uh, bring us up to date.